Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Top of the 8 o'clock hour here in our nation's capital. We're live out here at the Bethesda Theater for 106.7 The Fan. First the Team 980 The youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Taking up the 10 o'clock before we dish things over to CBS Sports Radio. A little programming note for you. In about a half hour, we'll hear from our pal Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus. He'll give us a little bit of insight as to some potential coordinator candidates for the Washington Commanders, as we know. The big-time, massive news that was announced yesterday, Dan Quinn, former Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator, going to be the next head man here in Washington. And there are a ton of emotions about what happened yesterday and about what's happened here uh, over the past week or so. The wild goose chase is over. I know a lot of you were in a panic about what was going to come from this coaching search. And a lot of people had mean things to say about ownership. We'll get into the ownership group. A little bit later on in the program, but I'll reiterate what I said at the top of the show. If anyone out there is discouraged, upset, nervous about the move that was made yesterday, you're not trusting the process. The most important hire to me of this offseason has already happened. It was Adam Peters being hired as the general manager here in Washington. That was the start of something great, as the DOC likes to say, right? Operation Return to Glory. And I think hiring Adam Peters kicked all of this off. And as I've echoed here for the last 48 to 72 hours, the fact that ownership, the GM, the head coach are all on the same page as a fan, I really don't think you can ask for much more. As a fan, I really don't think that there's much more for you to want. So... As we sit here and, and give our emotions and, and talk about how we feel about the move ultimately being made, understand that this franchise right now as we sit here on February the 2nd of 2024 is in a far, far better place than we've been the entirety of my lifetime. I told you I wanted to let you hear from ESPN's Adam Schefter. He joined the Kevin Sheehan show yesterday uh, right as the news broke. And Adam Schefter as I've been alluding to, has probably been the most plugged-in person on this situation from the get-go. And I'll peel the curtain back here a little bit, right? Whenever you have a major transition in power, the way Washington did getting new ownership, it's hard for your favorite members of the beat to be plugged in and have sources. It's a, it's a wild goose chase, right, to try and get information on the franchise. So, as I told you, what was it, January the 19th on an episode of Overtime, I told you all 
pump the brakes on Ben Johnson to D.C. It's not this lock that we're all assuming that it is. And we played some audio of my guy John Kime from the John Kime Report, which you can download wherever you get your podcast. But he was very adamant that, look, while Ben Johnson is the sexy name among the fan base, while Ben Johnson is the sexy name amongst our local media members, be honest with you, Ben Johnson is far from a shoe in from being the next head coach here in Washington. And he told us back on January the 19th that the four names that were garnering the most traction was Raheem Morris, Dan Quinn, Mike McDonald, and Ben Johnson. Now, obviously, Ben Johnson takes his talents to Seattle, and you all know how I feel about that. Anyone who's upset about Ben Johnson, you got to realize Ben Johnson's like the high school kid, right? Ben Johnson's like the high school kid that's getting ready to get dropped off for the first day of college. Ben Johnson's like Ben Johnson's like the kid graduating. He's not ready. Wasn't ready to take the next step. It's all fine and dandy to want to leave the nest and to want to go out to college. You can drink, smoke, do whatever the hell you want. You're finally out of mama's house. But, man, Ben Johnson had a moment that where when it was time to move in, when they dropped his bags off, when mommy and daddy gave him a kiss on the cheek, he realized the next four years was going to be about proving to the world what he's about. And I think ultimately the moment was too big for Ben Johnson. But like I said, when Adam Schefter, or excuse me, when John Kine began to hedge on Ben Johnson coming to D.C., I thought it was very interesting. It was the news that I needed, right? It, it made so much sense what we were hearing. And we know with this ownership, with the transition of power with the ownership group, not everyone's as plugged in and as sourced as they may have once been. So Adam Schefter, to me, as I said, of the national media members of the local media members, has probably been the guy that's been most plugged in on this situation from the get-go. Back on January 19th, when John Kine began to hedge on Ben Johnson to D.C., it was very apparent to me that it wasn't happening. And you all know I've been championing for Mike McDonald from the get-go or a defensive-minded guy from the get-go. So I'm happy. I'm geeked up about what's going on. But understand that a lot of different things had to happen for us to get to this point. A lot of moving parts for us to get to where we are right now. As promised, I want to let you hear from ESPN insider Adam Schefter, who told us why it ultimately ended up being Dan Quinn. Well, I think he was square in the conversation the whole time. And then as you go through the process, there are certain people that just drop out, unavailable, get hired, whatever it may be. And I think there are a couple of things that you have to remember here. Number one, I think that in a perfect world, they wanted to hire somebody who was not a first-time head coach, who had experience, so that they didn't have a first-time head coach and a first-time GM. I think that mattered to them in some form or another. I also think it was important for them that when you're going through a process like this, you get a lot of calls from a lot of people speaking out on behalf of various candidates. But I know that of all the candidates they considered, there, there, were no, there was nobody that got more unsolicited calls, more recommendations, more people backing and more support than Dan Quinn. Like people that they were surprised to hear from. And that, that mattered to them. And in the end, ultimately, they make the decision to hire him. And he's now the head coach leading this team forward.
I want to harp on something that Adam Schefter said at the end of that bite, right? <laughs> no, you guys are good. I want to harp on something, though, that Adam Schefter said there at the end of that bite. It kind of gives us a little bit of an inside look as to how the decision process or the, how the decision-making process ultimately went. Something that Adam said at the end of that bite is this Washington ownership group didn't want to pair a first-time head coach for the first-time general manager. And I think that's going to go over a lot of people's head. And it honestly makes sense if you really do your research and look at the track record in history of what Adam, excuse me, of what Josh Harris has been as an owner. You look at his first hire with the Philadelphia 76ers. It was a veteran head coach. Look at his first hire with the New Jersey Devils. It was a veteran head coach. So ultimately, yeah, I'm not frustrated about the hire. I can't get pissed off. There's logic. There's reasoning behind all of this. You don't want to pair a first-time GM with a first-time head coach. And if you are going to do that, I think it's paramount that you have a veteran staff to go along with them. As I mentioned, we'll continue to go through some possible coordinator candidates as the show rolls on here tonight, but... Adam Schefter yesterday with Kevin Sheehan, I thought that nugget that he gave there at the end was probably one of the most crucial pieces of information that we haven't been privy to during this process. They never came out and said, look, we want to have a veteran head coach because we have a young, inexperienced general manager. That never came out of Adam Peters' mouth. That never came out of Josh Harris's mouth. So when you start to read the tea leaves, it all begins to make sense as to why they ultimately went this route and went this direction. Something else that Adam Schefter shared that really opened my eyes a little bit, Kevin Sheehan doing a good job peppering him with questions, but one thing that Kevin asked was who was the most prominent voice during this Washington Commanders head coaching search? Here's Adam Schefter. Yeah, I, I, I do think it was collaborative, and I do think in the end that it comes back to the owners as it should for $6.05 billion. You know, Josh Harris, Mitch Rails, um, the people up top. I, I think they're smart enough to listen to the people that they've empowered and hired and Adam Peters and Rick Spielman and Bob Myers. But I also think that they are successful enough and wise enough to be able to cast their own opinions. So you take in all the information. So I, I don't know that you say it's any one person driving this, Kevin, but I think it's all of them. Well, with the owners involved and having a say in this. Adam Schefter kind of laying out detail in the process for how Washington ultimately ended up on Dan Quinn as an ex-head coach here in D.C. The more and more I begin to hear about this process, I feel like I'm the polar opposite of all of you. The more and more I hear, I'm more confident about the steps that they took to get here. And a lot of you, you know, a lot of people are going to turn their nose up at the fact that, oh, you know, you didn't get the, the, the perceived number one option. Who cares? As I continue to say, the general manager hire that you made about a week and a half, two weeks ago, was ultimately the most significant hire during this process. So while ultimately, yeah, the head coach is going to play a big role, he's not going to be the one picking personnel. He's not going to be the one challenged with making a massive decision at number two overall coming up in April. It's not his job. It's not his job. But I do know this. 
there's a universal vision right now in Ashburn, and everyone's on the same accord. You can't ask for much more than that, uh, in my opinion. That's just, that's just where we are at this point. And as more and more information begins to come out about how we got to this hire, I think you all should start to feel a little bit better about Josh Harrison company. They left no stone unturned during this process. I give them that. Yeah, there's people frustrated they didn't interview Belichick. There's people frustrated that they didn't interview Mike Vrabel. And I want to touch on the Mike Vrabel thing here for a second. Because obviously, a, a coach of the ilk of Mike Vrabel isn't supposed to be available. Mike Vrabel lost a power struggle with the Tennessee Titans, with ownership, Amy Adams, Strunk, and Rand Carthon, their general manager. There was a difference in philosophical approach. They wanted to build the team one way. Mike Vrabel wanted to build the team another. So when you look and read the tea leaves and start to back channel on some of the relationships here, Rand Carthon was with Adam Peters in San Francisco. Those two made decisions with each other for about six, seven years. So if Mike Vrabel falls out with Rand Carthon, what in the hell made y'all think Mike Vrabel was going to be on the same accord with Adam Peters? It's not realistic. Doesn't make sense. You got to back channel. You got to do your research on this. But ultimately, like I continue to say, I, I could give a rat's ass about who ultimately got hired as the head coach. The fact that ownership, GM, and your head coach are finally on the same accord for the first time in the 2000s, that's what matters more than anything. I want to continue to take your calls, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Give me your thoughts. Give me your reaction, your grade on Dan Quinn being hired as the next head coach here in Washington. As we mentioned, in about 15 minutes or so, our pal Brad Spielberg is set to join the program. He covers the National Football League for Pro Football Focus. He'll give his insight and thoughts on the decisions that Washington had to make but coming up next, our pal Ben Standing of The Athletic has been burning the midnight oil trying to figure out some of these potential candidates for the Washington Commanders. When we get back, we'll sift through some of the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator options for Dan Quinn here in D.C. That's next on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson 
now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Still rocking and rolling here on this Friday night edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement, Manel Willingham. Taking you up to 10 o'clock before we dish things over to CBS Sports Radio. We're out in the field tonight at 106.7 The Fan versus the Team 980 night here at the Bethesda Theater. Folks still continuing to file in. We're still awaiting on the arrival of the big fella, big number 93, Jonathan Allen of the Washington Commanders, expected to be in attendance tonight. I wonder what he thinks about the big-time news. And I just got word... Jonathan Allen is in attendance. So that must mean I need to put my guard up because if you've been listening to overtime, you know, pretty critical of Jonathan Allen in his play uh, during the regular season. But damn sure excited uh, to get eyes on him here tonight. Want to continue to take your calls all night long. 1-800-636-1067. Give your reaction, your grade, your emotions to Dan Quinn being hired as an ex-head coach here of the Washington Commanders. Before we went to break, I teased that I kind of wanted to start taking an in-depth look as to what is next for head coach Dan Quinn when it comes to this coaching staff. And while the head coach hire was massive in something that this team absolutely had to land, I think who they hire as the next offensive coordinator is just as important. And last night on overtime, we had a little bit of national breaking news happen. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN kind of giving us a little bit of a peek into who Washington could be interested in. And I'll read the tweet right off of Jeremy's page. Jeremy saying the Washington Commanders and head coach Dan Quinn expected to have interest in UCLA head coach Chip Kelly as their next offensive coordinator. And the phone lines lit up immediately. People were angry. People were throwing things. People were pulling over on the beltway. Relax. I promise you, whoever they hire as the offensive coordinator well, I'm not going to say it'll work, but you get what I'm saying. Trust the process, right? But with Chip Kelly, I want to talk about him in more length because there is this narrative out there that, that Chip Kelly is some incompetent offensive mind. There's this narrative out there that Chip Kelly can't call plays. If you watch Chip Kelly's offense the past couple of years at UCLA and you watch what Dorian Thompson-Robinson was able to accomplish – Chip Kelly's damn good at his job. If you turn on your TVs on Sundays and Thursdays and Monday nights, you'll see the influence that Chip Kelly has had on the National Football League. That RPO system that Chip Kelly helped usher and introduce here at the pro level is being run by about 90% of the league at this point. So I know a lot of you have revisionist history, and it's hard for you to comprehend someone getting a second shot at life and getting another opportunity. But Chip Kelly is someone that is damn deserving. Now, if he was rumored to be a head coach candidate, I would 100% would back off. You all remember him running Deshaun Jackson out of Philadelphia. You remember LaShawn McCoy and company becoming frustrated with what he did there. 
none of that matters, though, because guess what? He's in charge of the offense and the offense only. Now, if you're worried about him making personnel moves and being the guy that stands up at the front of the room, I, under, I would understand that completely. That is not the case, though. If Chip Kelly is brought here, I think we would know immediately one of two things. If Chip Kelly somehow, some way, ends up being the offensive coordinator here in Washington, I think it's pretty apparent that Jaden Daniels would probably be the quarterback selection at number two overall come in April. That would probably be the choice and the decision that would have to be made. And I'm not going to lie, Chip Kelly and Jaden Daniels are a match made in heaven. Chip Kelly and Jaden Daniels could be the potential combination that takes this futile franchise out the mud. That could be the one. And I know it's hard to forecast and project what actually is going to happen. But on first blush, I'm completely opposite from all of you. When I hear Chip Kelly, my ears perk up. When I hear Chip Kelly, I start to think about what could be. And one other thing I'll say as well, and we talked about this a little bit earlier. I keep talking, trust the process. I keep screaming, trust the process. While the offensive coordinator hire is going to be huge, while the defensive coordinator hire is going to be huge, the dirty work, the important work is being done right now. And I know when I say this, it's going to be like ripping off a Band-Aid. But I'm dying to know what the evaluation of Sam Howell is going to be from Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, and company. Because I know a lot of you all have written slinging Sammy Howell off already. A lot of you think that he's no good and can't be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. When you look at the circumstances that he was dealt last year, your favorite quarterback would have failed under center in Washington. Just saying. And when you look at the track record of Adam Peters, it's the same guy that drafted Brock Purdy in the seventh round. It's also the same cat that was on board with trading future first to go up and get Trey Lance. So if there's one area where I have skepticism in terms of Adam Peters and his ability to evaluate talent, I, I got to see what he's going to do at quarterback. I got to see his evaluation of the quarterback position. I know we're jumping all over the place here. We'll get back on task. Want to look at some potential offensive coordinator candidates for the Washington Commanders here. We'll look at some defensive coordinator candidates as well. I put out my top five list, or my top four list, last night, or, or, or this morning, excuse me, and it's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP on the Twitter app. My preferred list, and, and emphasis on the word preferred, right? Because I'm not like any of you. Whoever they hire, you're not going to catch me bitching and moaning on the X app about who they hire. My preferred list, four to one. Four, I'd have Eric Bieniemy. Three, I would have Clint Kubiak, who is now no longer available, it seems like, as he's taken over as the offensive coordinator in New Orleans. Two, I would have Brian Greasy, the pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach in San Fran, coming from that Kyle Shanahan tree. You want that. And then number one, the guy that I've been championing for all night. As soon as the news came out yesterday from Jeremy Fowler, I knew immediately, I knew immediately that I wanted to have Chip Kelly as the offensive coordinator here in Washington. Make no mistake about it. 
say what you want about what he did with the Philadelphia Eagles. You can say what you want about what he did with the San Francisco 49ers. But what he's done the past couple of years at UCLA can't be questioned. And with Washington picket number two overall, you want an offensive coordinator who speaks quarterback. You want an offensive coordinator who speaks quarterback. That's more important than anything right now to me. That's more important than anything right now to me. You got to get a guy that speaks quarterback. And with Jaden Daniels being a Heisman Trophy winner, being already uber familiar with a lot of the concepts that Chip Kelly is going to want to deploy, seems like a match made in heaven. And I understand we got months to debate, you know, Drake May versus Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams versus Jaden Daniels. We got months to do that. But as we sit here on February the 2nd, you heard it here first, right? It's very apparent that to me at least, Chip Kelly is the right man to be the next offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll continue to get the national perspective about what happened yesterday. Washington hiring former Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn to be the next head man here in D.C. When we get back, our pal Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus, joins the program to give his thoughts on the hire and who could potentially be the next offensive coordinator here in Washington. That's next here on The Fan. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Still rocking and rolling here, out here at the Bethesda Theater for 106.7 The Fan versus the Team 980 night. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking up the 10 o'clock before we hand things over to CBS Sports Radio. Phone lines will continue to stay open all show long, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Right now, I want to get a little bit of a national perspective as to what has went down with the Washington Commanders over the past 24 hours Dan Quinn, former defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, officially named the head man here in D.C. Right now we'll go out to the BetQL guest hotline where we find our pal Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus. You can give him a follow on the old X app at PFF underscore Brad. What's going on, Spielberger? How you doing, my man? Hey, hey, doing well. How you doing? I'm good, man. Good. So obviously you've seen all the national perspective as to what Washington did here in the past 24 hours, hiring Dan Quinn as the next head coach, being on the Twitter app and being here locally in D.C., people are ticked off, Brad Spielberger. Tell me why Commanders fans should be excited about Dan Quinn being the next head coach. Yeah, so I think a big part of it here that would, that should, in theory, lead to excitement is the one thing you're always going to hear about Dan Quinn when you talk to people that have worked with him, coached with him, know him on a personal level, is that he's a guy people want to work for and work with. He's going to build out great staff because he has good connections. He is a guy that you know, he's going to run his defense. He will let the offensive staff really run their side of the ball. It's not a, you know, a, a circumstance or it's not a consequence. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's not a coincidence uh, you know, that, that Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur 
were on this Atlanta Falcons staff back in the day. Obviously, they, they leave and, and things kind of fall apart a little bit, but I think that is the biggest thing. Is let's see who he hires to be his offensive coordinator, maybe to bring some stability and help bring along, hypothetically, the number two overall pick quarterback. Um, I think that's the big thing. He's a program builder. He's a culture builder. I know there's some frustration. You wanted some flashy, hot, young offensive coordinator name, and I get that. Um, but I think he'll raise the floor, and, and then you just hope that he gets a good staff around him to help everyone develop across the roster. Yeah, I think that's the, the most important thing here is, is him nailing that offensive coordinator higher. Uh, I know there's been some rumors out there about Joe Witt Sr. coming over from the Dallas Cowboys to potentially be his defensive coordinator. Brad, knowing what you know about the National Football League, who do you anticipate Dan Quinn vetting to potentially bring here? Yeah, there's a lot of very, very talented coaches in that Dallas Cowboys defensive uh, you know, room. Obviously, Al Harris, their DB's coach, gets a ton of credit for a lot that goes on there. You've seen players shout him out and, and say, actually, he should be Dallas' in-house replacement. Um, but we'll see if some of those guys start to follow Dan Quinn or if they maybe do stick around in, in Dallas and be able to run the show there. So, you know, it's again, he comes from that Seattle Seahawks tree. Uh, you know, there's always going to be a million different coaches across the entire NFL that come from that Pete Carroll defensive side of the ball. Dan Quinn, obviously one of the true, you know, architects of the Legion of Boom back in the day. Um, and, and that's what part, he's parlayed into, you know, multiple head coaching opportunities now. So, He'll definitely build out a good staff. I need to mention, Raheem Morris was on that Atlanta coaching staff back in the day. Obviously now the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons again. Um, so, yeah, the defensive staff is going to be talented. He, he's kind of like, you know, been, been poached guys from his tree akin to, you know, we talk about the, the Shanahan tree, McVay tree, et cetera, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think you laid it out there beautifully, Brad. I mean, he knows what he's doing on that side of the ball. Brad, to me, the reason I'm so excited about the Dan Quinn hire, and I go by the youngest in charge rumor, right? So I haven't seen the prosperity of this franchise being a 26-year-old. It's been full of doom and gloom. But for the first time in my lifetime, at least, Brad, ownership, head coach, and GM are all on the same page. And to me, no matter what happens the rest of the way, Commanders fans should be happy with the process that we're finally going through. Yeah, and I think that is a big thing. You also have to be excited about getting Adam Peters, a guy that legitimately didn't take certain interviews because he was waiting for the right opportunity, um, and that should be exciting. Number two overall pick, four more top 100 picks, the most cap space in the NFL, and, you know, you want to be somewhat cautious here, but new owner syndrome in the NFL. They come in, they want to spend, they want to win. If they do it within reason and pick their spots um, and, and spend on certain free agents that make sense, that can you know fill out Dan Quinn's, um, you know, his vision of what he wants to build here, they could be competitive pretty quickly, maybe in that second year of Ooh. the hypothetical rookie quarterback's, you know, career, um, because they're willing to add so many pieces around him, and they have a couple key pieces like a Terry McLaurin, the defensive lineman, et cetera, in the fold already. Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail right on the head, and it's music to Commanders fans' ears, especially when you see D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud having so much success in year one in Houston. If you're a Commanders fan, you got to think you have a very similar situation now here in Washington. Something else, Brad, that really got me excited about Dan Quinn is what he could get out of the current members of this Washington Commander roster. When you go up and down Dallas's depth chart from a season ago, J. Ron Curse is significant. A piece of that defense, a seventh-round pick. Deron Bland, a fifth-round pick. Marquise Bell, uh, an undrafted kid. So when you look at the guys that are currently under contract for Washington, who do you think stands to benefit the most uh, from Dan Quinn leading the charge here? 
Yeah, I think Quan Martin probably jumps out as an interesting one. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we want to see Emmanuel Forbes get his career back on track. But, you know, kind of a jack-of-all-trades, safety slot, hybrid-type player like a Quan Martin is akin to the guys you're talking about, the Donovan Wilson, J-Ron Kirstens of the world. Um, you know, I, I think that's going to be very, very interesting. And then we've seen the development of a guy named Osa Digizua in yes. Dallas on the interior of their defensive line has been a really, really good player, kind of an unsung piece of that, you know, ferocious front in Dallas. So, uh, you know, ideally you see maybe some growth from some recent young draft picks, maybe get a healthy Fidarian Mathis and bring him along and other guys that will obviously be added into the fold. Yeah, there's no question. He can develop at all three levels of this unit, uh, and I think you are going to see some good play across the board. Joined right now on the BetQL guest hotline by our pal Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. Make sure you give him a follow on the old X app at PFF underscore Brad. We mentioned what Dan Quinn could potentially do on the defensive side of the football, but when you look at some offensive coordinator candidates, our pal Jeremy Fowler of ESPN leaked that Dan Quinn and company expected to show significant interest in Chip Kelly. And fans here locally, Brad, were, were absolutely beside themselves and had to calm everybody down. Can you tell the fans why Chip Kelly, as an offensive coordinator, might be a darn good idea in the National Football League? That is the key, and, I, and I've heard some similar sentiments, so we'll see what gets done there, but I think that is very possible. So I think we do, we kind of underappreciate sometimes the difference between being a head coach, whether it's at the Power Pipe program level or the NFL level, yeah. versus solely focusing on your side of the football and just being fully entrenched on offense, not dealing with the media, and not, you know, because Chip Kelly also, it's funny, we, we had this horrible perception of his NFL career, and yet he inherited an Andy Reid team that went 4-12 and 12, and then went 10-6 and six two years in a row. <laughs> um, yeah. And we think he was an, an abomination of an NFL head coach. And look, I know, he, you know, he obviously brought this kind of like nutrition and, and, and exercise plan that pissed off a bunch of you know, Eagles veterans. They, they, the defensive <laughs> players said he, they were gassed because yeah. – there were so many three and outs and the tempo and, and no huddle and all of that. But if he just focuses on his side of the ball, Dan Quinn runs the whole building, um, which, again, like you will not hear a bad thing about how he was as just a leader of men um, and a tone setter in the entire operation in Atlanta. And then you have Chip just coaching offense. He's so creative. You know, obviously maybe it's not the Oregon magic, but you saw this past yeah. year at UCLA with, it, with a freshman quarterback, it looked different than it has in years past. He's right. always adapting and growing and learning and changing. Um, he's not some static guy that just has Chip Kelly's offense and isn't willing to grow with it. So, yeah, I, I would be intrigued by that hire because the last piece for me when we talk about the Dan Quinn head coach dynamic is another concern people often have is, okay, well, if you have a young, hotshot offensive coordinator and he has a good season with a rookie quarterback, hypothetically, right. someone else is going to poach that guy. And then you have a lack of stability for that young quarterback. They have to learn a new system. I think the thinking behind Chip Kelly is he doesn't want to go back to college. We're seeing a lot of these coaches leave the college ranks. And he's probably never going to be an NFL head coach again. So <laughs> I think the thinking is, what well, I mean, in a bad way, but maybe he will. No, but, I hear you. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> Yeah, the thinking is he's not going to leave. If it goes well, he'll be here for the entire, you know, rookie deal of this quarterback, um, and that's, that's valuable. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense, Brad, and I've been trying to tell people, you know, I think just looking at it from an influence standpoint, Chip Kelly, say what you want about him in terms of being a leader of men, but the influence that he's had on the NFL game and the college game with the RPO system uh, can simply just cannot be ignored. Now, ultimately, Brad, whoever they hire as the offensive coordinator, they will be in charge 
of developing whatever quarterback Washington decides to take at number two overall. Got a two-parter here for you, Brad. One, I'm a man that feels like there's nothing you can – there's no you know draft pick rich enough to give to Chicago to acquire Caleb Williams. But let's just assume that Chicago does take him at number one overall. Where are you at right now in terms of breaking the film down in terms of Jaden Daniels versus Drake May? Yeah, so two great prospects. I think it's a good problem to have. I think you are going to hear a steady drumbeat of Jaden Daniels maybe being the number two quarterback in this class instead of Drake May, which is kind of where it stood for a while now. I'm still in the Drake May camp between the two. I don't know. I think Caleb is kind of in his own class right now. He's my yeah. clear-cut number one quarterback. Um, I like Jaden Daniels a lot. I really, really do. Um, the issue that I had from watching his film was not a lot of throwing over the middle of the field. You know, obviously elite throwing outside the numbers. You have these two great receivers in Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. He also elevated their game. It's not just a one, you know, one-way relationship there. Um, it, it just, for me, I didn't see a lot of throwing over the middle of the field. And then, look, he's a great player in space. He took some nasty hits. Like, I think we sometimes when people talk about, like, a Lamar Jackson, for example, any rushing quarterback, like, He's very, very good at avoiding contact. Like, we don't give him enough appreciation for the guys that scramble but then just get out of bounds or slide early. Jim Daniels would, like, has a couple highlights from LSU this past year where he's, like, diving into contact <laughs> and, like, start jump over piles, stuff it's like that. Which maybe can be coached. Yeah, which maybe can be coached out of him. Because also, Drake May takes, took some dumb hits as well. Don't get me wrong. He, he has the same, uh, the same issue, frankly. But I just think Drake May on, like, backside dig concepts and going through his progressions. You mentioned the RPO game. He has a rocket of an arm. And Daniels is a good arm. But I think May has a, a good plus yeah. arm. I wouldn't have either pick. I think both guys are worthy of the number two overall pick. But right now, for me, it is Caleb, Drake, and then Jaden. It's going to be interesting as we poke holes throughout all these prospects here in the next three months, Brad. I'll let you go on this, my friend. we got the Super Bowl coming up, Pat Mahomes versus Brock Purdy. How impressed have you been with what Kansas City has been able to accomplish about, you know, nine days away from the big game? What are your early thoughts? Yeah, it's truly been remarkable. I mean, one of the best defenses in the entire NFL, the youngest defense in the entire league based on average age, uh, they, they have not a lot of teams to score 28 points the entire season, 41 points in the playoffs so far against, you know, Miami, Buffalo, uh, you know, Baltimore, three of the best offenses in the league. So they've been exceptional. And Steve Spagnuolo is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. Um, you know, I, I think this game, though, all that said, I think we're going to see a lot of points in this game. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. You can, you can run on Kansas City to a degree. You can attack them over the middle of the field a little bit, out of the backfield with a Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, you know, kind of get their linebackers uh, in conflict, and I think they will be able to attack them. And then the flip side, the Niners' defense just quietly has not been very good for about two months now. It just has not been the same defense we're accustomed to, um, and and the Chiefs look like the Chiefs again. So I think a lot of points, and if I had to guess, you know, score, I would say, I don't know, Chiefs 31, Niners 24, something like that. Brad, I agree with you completely. The Niners, something's off with them on the defensive side of the football. I said I had one more for you. I lied. I got one more for you now. (laughs) What do you think a Super Bowl win does for the legacy of one Patrick Mahomes? And then where do you think it ultimately puts him in terms of the best quarterback of all time conversation? I think, to me, it probably just cements him as, he might already be the most gifted and talented quarterback we've ever watched play. But we're going to need the, the accomplishments to come for people to be more open to, you know, comping him to Tom Brady, which will obviously be his entire career journey. But 
he'll have three rings at that point. He'll have been to four Super Bowls. He'll have multiple MVPs. I want to say Brady only won like one regular season MVP. I keep making that up, but it's not a big number. So, right. um, like, he's already cemented. I honestly think it's already just a conversation between him and Top. Like, that's where I'm at personally <laughs> with it. Um, and, you know, it, just, it gets interesting to where he also, I mean, yes, the defense this year is elite. He took a small step back, but I think people forget. You know, Tom Brady's first ring, he wasn't exceptional. He was he was solid. Right. Um, but but those early rings were, were a lot of Bill Belichick and the defense. But anyway, um, you know, to me, he's already, it's just like, who, who's the GOAT? It's classic LeBron Jordan. The difference only is, you know, can, can Mahomes match the rings? And, and he might. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brad. Appreciate you giving us some time on a Friday night, my friend. We'll do it again soon. Sounds great. Have a good one. All righty, that is Pro Football Focus's Brad Spielberger. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. Plenty of good insight uh, about the Washington Commanders and their offensive and defensive coordinator search. I thought he mentioned something that was really interesting, though, and we went through this earlier in the show. Now that, you know, Dan Quinn has been hired here as a defensive, or excuse me, as the head coach here in Washington, if you're a defensive member of this football team, you got to be licking your chops and feeling like, wow, you know, despite what happened last year, despite all of our shortcomings for 2023, you got to feel like with Dan Quinn leading the charge each and every week, you're going to be put in the best position possible uh, to have success. So as I've mentioned all show long, I'm excited about the hire. I see all the positives of it. But at the end of the day, I do understand the skepticism that, that folks out there are going to have and that fans are going to have. But at the end of the day, the fact that the ownership group, the GM, and the head coach are all in unison and have one aligned vision, to me, that uh, is the best thing that we possibly got going right now. Plenty of show left for you. The final hour of power uh, coming up here momentarily. Folks continuing to file in here at the Bethesda Theater for 106.7 The Fan versus the Team 989. Phone lines open throughout the rest of the show, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We just had our pal Ben Standig of The Athletic just walk by, and we were looking at Ben's piece, which I want to take another look at here real quick because that's the conversation that's probably going to dominate our airwaves here over the next week or so. Who does Washington ultimately bring in as the next offensive coordinator and the next defensive coordinator? And I mentioned my four favorites or my four preferences that I had for the offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy coming in at number four. Clint Kubiak coming in at number three, but we learned earlier that he is going to take the offensive coordinator job in New Orleans, so he's no longer on the table. Uh, Brian Greasy coming in at number two, and then number one for me uh, was Chip Kelly. So that's on the offensive side of the football. When we take a look at some possible candidate options, some possible coordinator options on the defensive side of the football, I think the conversation gets a lot more interesting, and I think it's a situation where you may see a quote-unquote out-of-the-box hire. You may see someone that you're not as familiar with. Ben Standing of the Athletic listed Aiden Dirty, the Cowboys defensive line coach, Eero Averro, uh, the Panthers defensive coordinator. They also listed Leslie Frazier, uh, former Vikings head coach, who actually just took the job uh, earlier this afternoon in Seattle with Mike McDonald. So plenty of legit options on the table here for Washington to sift through, but there's one name in particular that I'm really, really excited for that Ben Standig listed. 
remember why Washington had the regression that they had this past year on defense. If you listen to me on overtime, you know I've been saying, look, when you let Chris Harris walk out of the building, it became very apparent that there was going to be a step back on defense. It became very apparent, you know, that some teaching was going to have to be done. And I thought it was ludicrous that they let him walk considering you spent your two richest draft picks this year on defensive backs, talking about a corner and Emmanuel Forbes and then a safety hybrid in Quan Martin. So they got to figure some things out here moving forward uh, as to who's going to coach this defense. But as I said, one of the main reasons I'm even excited for Dan Quinn is that I know he's going to do tremendous things with the personnel that we have right now on the defensive side of the football. Talking about a Quan Martin and Emmanuel Forbes, a Cam Curl, a Benjamin St. Juice, a Jamin Davis. There's so many legit options, I feel like, you know, on defense for Washington that kind of got swept under the rug last year, right? It's it's hard to try to be excited about Emmanuel Forbes after he was benched during the midst of his rookie season. It's hard to be excited and enthused about Quan Martin when he couldn't really see the field until the second half of the season. So I understand, you know, folks having skepticism, but I tell you this, there is a brand new sheriff in town. His name is Dan Quinn, and I promise you, if I don't, if I don't tell you anything else, if you don't believe or take away anything else from me, understand that Dan Quinn, 110% is going to do what he can to get the most uh, out of this Washington Commanders defense. The final hour of power coming up here on Overtime. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll reset things. We'll continue to take your calls as well. Give me your grade for Dan Quinn being hired as the next head coach of the Commanders. Plus, when we get back, as promised, we're going to take a peek at ownership. What do you guys view, or how do you guys feel about the ownership group after this head coaching hire or search has now been completed? You didn't interview Bill Belichick. You didn't interview Mike Vrabel. You didn't interview the best offensive candidates on the market. After Dan Quinn has been named the head coach here in Washington, does your view of Washington's ownership change at all? That's next here on The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.